0: This is Random Randy Savage from Code Forty
1: Five Podcast, and you're listening to the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network.
2: Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, "You said people gonna die." The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under twelve parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time.
0: What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 255 of the So Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. This week, my co hosts, the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Regans.
3: This is for Tupac. What's going on, everybody? <laughs>
0: Sorry, you broke my radio voice. And uh, since we're going to be reviewing a horror movie this week, we decided to give Aubrey the week off, requiring us to get a special guest co host this week, coming to us straight from the future in Australia, the land down under. From the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews Podcast, it's Paul.
1: (laughs) I'm your friend to the end. Hey, thanks so much for having me on, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. A long-time listener, first-time guest. Couldn't be more thrilled to be here to discuss uh, such a controversial horror film.
0: We are super pumped to have you here. But you, the listener, are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got Paul with us to talk some nerdy news. Then we've got a review of Child's Play 2019. But before we get into all that, Paul, it's great to have you here on the show. Tell us a little bit about your podcast and
1: where the people can find it. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity. Uh, The Countdown is basically myself and my best friend Wayne. We effectively count down a topic from 10 to 1, movie or TV related every week, and effectively use that as an opportunity to shit on the other person's list, (laughs) trying to make ourselves seem better by comparison. And then, Yeah, give or take once a month or so. We invite some great guests on as you guys were last year and we're looking forward to having you back on and we compete versus the other podcast to see who can have the superior top 10 of whatever topic it is. It's a lot of fun. It's not safe for work. We are way more crude than you very scholarly gentlemen are. So uh, if you at all have small children around or are of a nervous disposition and don't like dicks, I would suggest you don't bother. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am super pumped you're on the show. I love
0: your podcast. <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> Clearly is. liking the dicks. Great. Exactly. Love it. Love <laughs> the dicks. Uh, I legitimately listen every single week, twice a week. Thank you. You guys have two episodes every, every yeah, we week. I fucking love it. It's one. It's mine and my favorites. So
1: thanks. So I know. Much. Really, and and you, do, you guys have so much love. I, I really, truly
0: do appreciate it. every week or the weeks you mention this. It's, it's great. And I've got Mark listening now, so that's all that really matters, right, Mark?
3: That's right. I absolutely um, agree with Joy. I love your show. I think it's awesome. Uh, The soundboard is probably, no offense to you or Wayne, the soundboard is my favorite person on that show.
1: What do you mean, no offense? That is the best part of the show, and I'm glad that you recognize it, Mark Ellis. And if more people got on board, then we could just spin off the soundboard having its own show reviewing uh, movies every week. It'd be great.
3: That's way in the future. The countdown podcast sorry, just the soundboard. You can count down the top
0: 10
1: sounds from each movie. <laughs> I would listen to that totally. <laughs> Wayne, maybe not so much.
0: No, <laughs>
3: no. He'll be out the first episode.
1: Awesome.
0: Well, it's great to have you here. Mark, how are you this week?
3: I'm good. I'm good. I'm a, I'm a, a little bit tired this week. You know, just work, just trying to work a lot, trying to be like you, Joey, trying to put in as many (laughs) hours in work as I can. Um, I uh, didn't go to the movies at all last week. There wasn't anything that was really like drawing me in. So I was very psyched to get back into the theaters this week. uh, And then we will talk about my experience afterwards uh, with the the movie that was (laughs) right.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah, I literally have been doing nothing except working and sleeping. Um, Knock on wood, I am going out for a promotion at work. Good so luck. So. We'll we'll find out next week on the podcast whether I got it or not. Um, but that requires a lot of extra <laughs> effort. Oh, <shoot. laughs> so I have to work my regular, you know, forty something hours lifting boxes overnight, and then I have to work at my other job. And now I have to put in some extra effort getting things ready for this uh, promotion interview, such as developing a 30, 60, 90 day action plan and other exciting things yeah it's a panel interview with uh, it's just crazy so it's not fun to try to sneak in sleep and i feel you mark because i really want to go see the dead don't die but yeah
1: the only place playing it near us i don't is even playing at all near you uh paul yeah i think it's it's it was slated for august and then they moved it to undated so i don't hold out high hopes yikes yeah it's only playing one theater in all
0: of western massachusetts and it's uh, art theater, they they have two shows a day, four p.m., nine p.m. It's, that doesn't really work for me, so
1: I don't know when I'm gonna get to see that. So hopefully, uh, yeah, it's almost guaranteed it's gonna come to some streaming service in the states, which you know we VPN and then get access to it here. So I was it comes just gonna say, Amazon PM.
0: Fire Stick, here we come. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, but enough about us, Marcellus. why don't we talk some more about us? and you tell the listeners where <laughs> you can find more, So Wizard Podcast.
3: Everybody can go to soulwizardpodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, You'll find some movie reviews from yours truly. Uh, You'll find some Netflix and Amazon streaming picks from our buddy, the awesome Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there so you can purchase some of our Soul Wizard Podcast t-shirts. Look good while you're representing the show. Uh, Another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. Click on the Amazon logo. You do your shopping, receive your products, and that way you'll be helping out our little podcast here. Uh, You can also also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so you can get at us through social media. Uh, You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, You can also find us on the Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, Google Play Music, Stream our show through Spotify. We also have a Patreon page where you can support our show, Small Monetary Donation. We'll get you bonus content from Soul Wizard. Uh, We also have a YouTube page where you can follow, uh, subscribe to our Soul Wizard podcast YouTube account, and follow uh, Adam Wallyhawk as he goes through Steven Spielberg movies along with other awesome videos. Uh, Shout out to all of our friends making podcasts all over the world, including down in Australia. Back to you, Joey.
0: If I see a dick, I just look away. (laughs) Excellent. I think that's good advice to just look away, Mark. (laughs) All right. Let's do it. Let's talk about the news in the world of
2: nerd. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news.
3: Alright, so this week in nerdy news uh, we have an announcement from Marvel Comics. We don't really get to talk about comics too much uh, on the show but there was a nice announcement that came out this week. There was a little bit of a countdown that happened, uh, no pun intended for a <laughs> upcoming Spider-Man story and no one could figure out what it was. It Was it a sequel to Sam Raimi Spider-Man? Uh, did it have something to do with Spider-Man Homecoming? Or uh, Spider-Man Far From Home? But no, it's actually an upcoming comic book that's going to be written by J.J. Abrams and his son, Henry Abrams. Uh, they are getting together to write a five-issue Spider-Man comic book that's coming out this September. Uh, this is a great way to get me into comic books because I love whenever a uh, Hollywood, Hollywood writer or uh, kind of a Hollywood stunt is put into place to do a comic book. That's how I got into Kevin Smith comic books. Uh, Richard Donner did a great Superman run a few years ago. Uh, Max Landis did a good Superman story, which I have to <laughs> yeah, I have Ooh. to I, I have to now burn that book because
4: uh
3: <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately it's it's no good anymore. But you know, JJ hasn't done anything yet. He hasn't been accused of anything. So I'm looking forward to this. Uh, JJ wrote one of my favorite scripts of all time. So him uh, writing a Spider-Man story, I'm totally down for what do you guys think of this Hollywood uh, stunt casting for a Spider-Man comic book? Let's start with our guest, Paul.
1: I have to be honest. I'm, I'm not the comic book guy reading them these days. I love yeah. the movies, obviously, and I'll watch them whenever they come out. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad. Look, J.J. Abrams is a talent. If he wants to lend his talents to a, a different medium and maybe promote his son. I guess that's nepotism at its finest, but <laughs> yep. now nah, look it it is what it is and that's what people are gonna do once they get their leg up they're gonna try and help their their relatives and their friends. So yeah I won't read it but if you're into Spider Man and you care about JJ Abrams and the family genealogy genealogy, then uh then go for it, it's all I can say.
3: Nice, nice Harry Joey. What about you man? Whack <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's awful.
3: I,
0: I was so excited. This countdown's coming up. They, the countdown, just like Paul, and <laughs> <Your turn. laughs> you should sue. Get some of that Marvel money.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, no one's ever used that term before for That's any right. media whatsoever. <laughs> we should, we should win that that uh, lawsuit.
0: Well, if this Spider-Man comic had been about dicks, like it would have been all of, <laughs> all about you to sue them and be like, this is my idea. But I, I was excited. They get this big countdown going on. People were getting so hyped. They were like, oh, it's going to be uh, Spider-Man 4 script is going to get turned into a comic, blah, 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 blah. Um, they just did uh, William Gibson's Alien 3 script as a comic. So it's there is a precedent.
1: Uh-huh. There is precedent. Okay. I haven't read it. I, I'm sure it's terrible. I'm much more into that than I am this, have to admit. Aileen, <laughs> Aileen you had my attention. You have my interest.
0: <laughs> but uh, and then it's like J.J. Abrams and his son. And you know what J.J. Abrams ain't doing shit. It's just his son is going to be writing it. So
1: like, If there's not one lens flare in those panels, you know it's
3: bullshit. <laughs> that's, that's what I can't wait for. Just a lot of lens flares and a lot of unanswered questions. And, uh, that's it. You got a J.J. Abrams story right there. Oh God, it can't
0: end worse than lost. So Uh, (laughs) yeah, I'm not excited at all. This will go for what, five or six issues and we'll never hear from it again. So it would be cool if his son was like a really good writer and maybe turn that into a career writing comics, but I highly doubt it. So. Yeah, I just it's very hard for me to get excited about it.
3: Mm-hmm. I understand. I'm I'm a huge JJ fan like I said. He's uh I think I always thought he was an amazing writer. So uh yeah, I think this is a good way to I mean, not that Spider-Man needs any help, you know, getting fans, but I think it's a good way to draw people in, people who would normally uh pick up a five-issue comic book series. Uh putting his name on it is a, uh, it's a good draw. I mean, the guy's kind of popular in the uh the film industry. So, uh speaking of Marvel and movies, Uh, It looks like the Avengers has not made enough money yet uh, (laughs) to uh, kick James Cameron's ass. So Marvel has decided, you know what? We're going to bring it back. We're going to bring it back to the theaters. We're going to add some bonus content uh, because three hours just isn't enough. We need some more. Uh, It's kind of unprecedented. They're going to be doing it next week before it has a chance to take away from uh, the upcoming Spider-Man movie. It's going to be hitting theaters in about two weeks. Uh, But my question is, are you guys willing to go back into the theaters to sit through Avengers Endgame for this bonus content uh, and help raise the uh, the box office so it can uh, finally dethrone Avatar? Uh, let's start with you, Joey. No.
0: <laughs> Not because I don't want to see it, because I do, but I just, like, life-wise, I, I don't have time. I just don't have time. I don't. I don't know. There's some guy that saw Endgame, like, 116 times, like, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy, like, it's his favorite movie or something. He wants to help it beat Avatar, so he's seen it 116 times in the theater. Um, I, I just, I just holy don't shit! <laughs> imagine having that kind of free time, Paul. Like, what, what you could do
3: with yourself or the podcast? Oh, yeah. Imagine being that sad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, we all. That have, is my focus. We all have our battles to fight. His is dethroning Avatar. Can't be mad at him for that.
0: You can get a really true. good escort for that kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, never mind. Never mind. But I I wanted to see Avatar oh, Avatar. Sorry, I wanted to see uh, Endgame more than once in the movie theater. I saw Infinity War like three times in the theater. Yeah, and I was planning on going to see this multiple times, and it's just like uh, I don't, I think we went to the movies like five weeks in a row for the podcast, and like it just it just it just never happened, and now it's definitely not going to happen for like a blooper reel or whatever (laughs) they're throwing after the credits post credits scene. Wow. It would have to be something absolutely phenomenal for me to like get off my butt and not sleep in that morning and go see it. Yeah, and it'll just get video taped on somebody's phone and uh, Ex- <laughs> posted on YouTube.
3: Exactly. So about you're you're about gonna, yep. Joe. You're probably gonna see it before any of us paying people actually go and see it. So you'll probably be able to tell us all about it. Yeah,
0: I go to I visit some very strange places <laughs> on the internet. So I'll let you know all about it.
3: There you go. There you go. All right. So Paul, what about you, man? Is uh, this bonus content enough to get you back into the theaters for Avengers? Uh, ab- absolutely not. I. <laughs> 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 I understand why they're
1: doing it there's a part of me that gets it like you know avatar had at least one re-release if not two so it's fair enough that the avengers double dip and have another dash uh, dash it as well because i think you're only about what,
3: 100 million behind is that right no, yeah less than that actually
1: 30 or 40 million at this point well in that case what's it take like six or seven dudes to see it 116 times and it wins <laughs> so <laughs> don't give up the dream is all i would say to marvel and and yeah, I think it deserves to be to be that avatar, which I don't think everyone's going to look back on Avengers Endgame in in ten years and think, oh god, what what were we thinking as they do with Avatar? So yeah, I, I'm all for it. Give it a bash, but not me personally. I've, yeah. There's I've got 196 films I need to watch to win this movie watching challenge to get to 500 first, and Jesus. one of them won't be Avengers Endgame plus post credit sequence.
3: Um, I already have my ticket, so I'm ready. I, love <laughs>
0: I was going <gonna> <laughs> to say, Mark, cue up the Millie Vanilli. I don't think it's beating Avatar.
3: <laughs> hey, all I need to do is see it, you know, 115 times. and I think there's a chance. I think it might happen. Um, Avengers isn't, it's still in the theaters technically. So, you know, if uh, people out there, if you actually are going to go see Avengers again to, you know, get that bonus content, make sure you let them know at the box office that you want to see the new one, not the one that's been there for the past you know, few months or so. Because technically, it's not a re-release; it's still in the theaters. Um,
1: that would be annoying as fuck. Imagine sitting through three hours, <laughs> and getting to the end of the credits, and like, here it is.
3: What? 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 Come on. What? No. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So I'm 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 definitely gonna go see it again. I definitely want to see what the bonus footage is before Joey spoils it for me. Uh, and I definitely <laughs> want to support Marvel because they've given me 11 years of uh, of a uh, film enjoyment this is the least that i can do for them
1: i will we'll, say will you therefore go and see avatar when i re-release it before avatar 2 finally drops
3: um probably not i still uh, have i, <laughs> I,
1: still I will i by. will go see it again i will
0: <laughs> i'll tell you why i'll tell you why because it's if you i have it on blu-ray strictly for the behind the scenes stuff which is phenomenal i could watch james cameron talk about making movies for like six hours it's fine with me um <laughs> neither of my kids have seen it and let's all be honest with each other if you try to sit down and watch avatar on tv just flat like sit down and watch it it's it's not enjoyable (laughs) so if they re-released it in 3d and and you could get the actual experience of an enjoyable time watching avatar then i'd have to bring them to see it so that we can then watch two three four
3: five right and get them hyped. (laughs) so fair enough yeah because their kids are going to want to go see avatar 8 when that one comes out Right. get him prepped now get him ready now
1: i'm looking forward to the fast and the furious crossover with avatar 47 sometime as i'm about to die that'd be great oh my
0: god i can't wait for that you'll be laying on your deathbed and the light will appear above you and You'll think shit if only i hadn't wasted all that time seeing avid uh avengers endgame 160 <laughs> <That's true. laughs> i'd have time to make it to see too fast two avatars <laughs> <laughs> exactly. i will say though if the Extra footage is uh Captain America dropping the Soul Stone back off <laughs> to the Red Skull and having a very awkward conversation. I would go see the movie. Again.
1: There you go.
3: What else could it be? It's, it could. It, be. I'm t- I'm Ugh. pretty sure it's just going to be all of them sitting around eating shawarma at Tony's funeral. Just like a big <laughs> table of just like everyone dressed in black, just munching on shawarma. Like and it's all a- of them. All of them. Exactly. <laughs>
0: everyone that was in that avengers assemble scene it's gonna be a very long
3: take. nick fury's gonna look at the kid from iron man 3 and be like who is this motherfucker yes that
1: i would pay for if that is the post-credit scene i will go back and see the entire film just for what
3: the fuck is this kid get the fuck out of here that's the only difference all right right, marvel you got your challenge let's see it that's it
1: impress us you get my you get my fifteen bucks. That's fifteen bucks <laughs> closer when we're only forty million away. That means something. Is it really fifteen dollars to go to the movies in Australia? Uh, depending where you go. Okay. So the, the most expensive cinemas here are like twenty four dollars. Ah! Yeah, Australian dollars. So it's probably a little more like guess seven dollars American. Okay. No, not quite that bad. <laughs> not quite that bad. Like uh, it will be fifteen American. Fifteen, sixteen American.
3: 16 yeah, that's about that's about normal for here, around here. Yeah,
1: for like XD, like expensive screen.
3: Yeah, yeah, XD, 3D. Yeah, it's about 15 bucks. Okay. All right. Okay, so uh, so we had a couple of trailers drop this week. Let's start with a little teaser trailer of a, I want to say big budget, but I don't think that quite <laughs> no. covers it.
1: I just had a look, 60 million.
3: <laughs> Ooh, Jesus. That's like the catering at, uh, of Avengers. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we're, we're talking about based on a based on popular video game, Mila Jovovich in Monster Hunter. Uh, This movie actually isn't coming out until September of 2020, but somehow the teaser trailer leaked online, and we got our first look at the, uh, well, we got to look at some of the images before, but now we got to take a look at some of it in action uh, from the director of the Resident Evil series. Uh, What did you guys think of Monster Trailer? Do you think we're finally going to get a good video game to a movie adaptation <laughs> let's start with our guest paul
1: no <laughs> <laughs> it is five reaction so- shots from various characters and my instant reaction was really Jovovich is in another one of these films and then mark ellis informed me yeah because yeah, it's directed by her husband paul ws anderson and then i saw a 60 million dollar tag and i'm like this is gonna be worse than the worst Resident well maybe not the worst Resident Evil let's say middle tier Resident Evil it's mm-hmm. going to be garbage everyone's going to hate on it it's the the next in the endless iteration of terrible video game adaptations
3: mm-hmm. Joey what about you dude
0: oh I'm so torn on this Mark yeah it's going to be terrible Yeah, <laughs> but it, it's not going to be fun terrible either because I don't really like the Resident Evil movies I don't think they're like So bad, it's good. Like the room, they're just bad and boring. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But Mila Jovovich is hot. And I really love Tony Jaa and I want him to make money. (laughs) 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 He deserves it, all right? He deserves it so i I would i will go see this uh illegally online (laughs) but i would i don't know if i would pay money to see it because it's gonna be terrible we all know what's happening here we all just look at the screen look how bad it looks this is gonna make like two dollars in the rest of the world and like 700 million dollars in china
1: and then we'll get monster hunter two three four and five hurrah
0: I was going to say, now I hope you're ready for the Monster Hunter franchise. <laughs> Monster Hunter, the final chapter.
3: <laughs> well, there's a there's an unwritten rule in Hollywood. If you're making an adaptation of a video game, you hire Paul W.S. Anderson and Mila Jovovich. They, you just hired him to do it. Uh, keep in mind, besides the Resident Evil movies, he also did the first Mortal Kombat movie. Which uh, I love. Yep. And some movie that everyone keeps telling me to watch called... Event Horizon, which I also that film was that film was great. So, see, even if you give a monkey a typewriter, eventually he will type out a good novel. So,
1: except I think they were his first two films, and
0: it's all been downhill from there, right? But that's very scary to uh, getting a free pass for life. He's got two of three good movies, and he sucks. Well, he did have three Musketeers, so that like that erases one of those movies, doesn't it?
3: Uh, I've never even come close to watching that movie. Just looking at the trailer, I'm like, nope, I'm out. Yeah. Paul, well you played, never saw that, did you? Well
1: played. I did. It's garbage. Complete and utter garbage. It it makes me it, – it, it offends me to even think about it. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember the
0: trailer was playing in front of every movie for like two and a half years at one point.
1: Well, it's got that awful Brian Adams and – what's his name? Uh, Rod Stewart song and someone else in there as oh, well.
0: Oh, Christ. That's really right. Sting. Sting. Yeah, Sting Paul, Sting's the other one. Uh, yep.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, God. Ugh. <laughs> I was just thinking about Rod Stewart's leathery face and his awful like, yellowy hair.
1: Oh, my God. If you want going to ruin the day and don't want to spend two hours on The Three Musketeers, just listen to that. Watch that film clip. It's brilliant. Jesus.
3: Okay, so then the next trailer that did drop this week is uh, this one is a little unusual. This one kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, it's called Ready or Not. Uh, and it's looks like a horror movie slash comedy done in a in a style of like a say like the old Clue movie. Uh, it's about a girl who wants to uh, get married, uh, marry into this family. It's kind of rich, you know, aristocratical family. But at midnight, they have to play a game of hide and seek, and that game itself turns out to be a little deadly. Uh, she realizes that. The family members are out to kill her, and now she has to survive. Uh, the trailer looked amazing. It, it's, uh, it has like a really nice balance of, of comedy and horror, and it definitely is people that I didn't recognize except for the kid from the OC, uh, Adam Brody, and um, everyone else, I had no idea who they were, no idea who the director is, but the trailer looked interesting. What did you guys think of uh, Ready or Not, uh,
0: Joey? Uh, I thought it looked pretty cool. Uh, well, cool enough to like go see, I wasn't yep. like running to buy my tickets immediately, but who was the girl on
1: that?
3: Uh, never heard of her. Some, um, actress, uh, I forgot her name.
1: It's, uh, Samara Weaving. It's Hugo Weaving's niece. Oh, so yeah. So if you look at her face close enough, you'll see a bit of Hugo oh, Weaving oh in there. God, oh, I don't think I'll w- creep <laughs> you the fuck out. But, uh, she's actually, do you see that movie last year, at least on Netflix, the babysitter directed by Mcgee. She was the lead in that. Oh, okay. I did not
0: watch that, but I had highly recommended from people. I just couldn't push play because Mick G was staring at
1: me. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I would also recommend. It's worth If you're into that kind of comedy sort of horror, it's not bad at all, especially for a Netflix film. Yeah, she's pretty attractive young woman, although... Well, you know, she was to, until you said yep, that. You now know, I you it, you go like, this. Mr.
0: Anderson.
1: <laughs> yeah, so... Anyway, uh, yeah, so that, that's who she is. She, she's a, a str- Australian, I guess. Yeah, she's making it up, up the big leagues now, the bigger leagues from a Fox Searchlight film. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: so, so, yeah, Paul, I would say you were probably more familiar with her work. I mean, other than a babysitter. What did you think of the trailer?
1: I thought it was phenomenal.
3: Yeah. Take my money.
1: I mean, this movie, I only watched the Green Band trailer, and that's good enough for me. As you said, came out of nowhere, not even heard a whisper of this film. And it's a lot like, uh, did you see Your Next a few years back from Adam Wingard? That's very much a sort of family-based, we're all here, and now we start killing each other off for whatever nefarious reasons. This one looks a bit more stylized than that Mm -hmm. and a lot bigger budget. So count me in. I will check this out for sure.
3: Nice. And Joey, you're going to go see it in the theaters? you think maybe? Um,
0: yeah, I thought the trailer was interesting. Uh, definitely. Probably the best trailer we saw in front of child's play. Yeah. Oh, you saw it at the cinema. Nice. Even yeah. better. But well, I, there was a trailer for Midsummer, but that's just like, not my thing. Like at all. I'm going to have to go see it. Cause Janine wants to see it and she can't get into R rated movies without an adult. <laughs> so. Oh boy. Good daddy. Well done. <laughs> <sighs> I'll just be watching through my fingers the whole time <laughs> or falling asleep one or the other. I don't know. But yeah, I, I, it looks cool, dude. I think, uh, this might be something to add to the had to the
1: list, Mark. Yeah. I think you should. And if you need some help, I'm sure I can come back and, and give you a hand with it. And by the way, the mum or the auntie maybe in it is Andy McDowell.
3: Yeah. Like her.
1: Well, hmm. she Long still exists. No see. Yeah, I know. It kind of blew my mind. And the, and the dad in it is the guy from, um, mission impossible. The first one. <laughs>
3: that's right um tom cruise almost kills him he almost kills him with the uh fish tank right yeah yeah okay all right so ready or not to thumbs up from everybody Uh, at least a trailer uh that one is coming out august uh oh wow that's soon like in a couple of months so we'll we'll be talking about that soon all right so then on a horror movie tip uh we have a couple of announcements that uh just came out of uh Actually, Blumhouse. They're both from Blumhouse. Uh, the first one is they have announced the next paranormal activity. <laughs> this will be the seventh one in the franchise. Uh, you know, they got to keep up with those Fast and the Furious movies. I saw the first three and I really enjoyed the third one. I thought it was good and I pretty much checked out after that. Didn't see Ghost Dimension or. The fourth one or any any of the spinoffs, none of that. Uh, so I have no idea like what they're going to do with Paranormal Activity 7. Uh, I'll see the trailer. If it seems like an uh, interesting enough concept, I'll check it out. But uh, I'm not sure who really wants this. Uh, what do you guys think of a Paranormal Activity 7? Let's go back to you, Joey.
0: Um, is the chick from the first one with the nice rack still in it?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I think uh, she, she bounced out like the around the third one.
0: Oh, Jesus. I don't know. I saw the first one, and I liked it, and that's all I saw. <laughs> I didn't see any of the rest. I don't know anything about the Paranormal Activity Expanded Universe.
4: Because
0: <laughs> uh, there, was, there was another one where there were, like, uh, Spanish kids, right? Yes. Yeah, the mocked ones.
3: Oh, there you go. There you
0: yeah. go. The Marcellus ones. <laughs> <laughs> That would be paranormal black activity. <laughs> you got to put it in paranormal activities. What is Activities. <laughs> oh, God. Someday, Mark, we have to watch Vampires for this show. We oh, have yeah. to.
3: That's a must. It's
0: one of the worst movies
3: ever made. Uh, I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> when is this coming out? Uh, they just announced it, so it'll probably be out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'd say next month. <laughs> <Exactly>. uh, <laughs> the, the, the budgets on these movies are not that big; they could probably film it in, uh, in a week. I was say,
0: there's a couple of people running around with a camcorder. How hard is that to make?
3: <laughs> uh, so yeah, the profit for the first one, actually, even the last one, made a decent amount of money. So you know, they are profitable. I can understand I'm making another one. Uh, Paul, uh, are, you, are you familiar with the Paranormal Activity franchise? And is this something you might be excited for? The paranormal activity
1: franchise is is like an exercise in increasing self-flagellation. The first one is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. The second one is pretty garbage. The third one was the diamond in the rough that I didn't expect and after that they are all including the marked ones awful, increasingly so. The last one is an abomination and I cannot believe that they there is somewhere to go with this series that they think people want to see more of it. Uh, I honestly believe the only reason people, the last one made a, a, a some profit was because people just wanted to round it out. Like I've spent enough of my time watching these fucking characters on these monitors. I'll just go one more time round. All right, fine. But surely if we start again or bounce to some alternate timeline or whatever, people are just give me like, come on, Blumhouse enough. Enough's enough already. Please end our pain. Don't do this to us anymore. <laughs> It'll never end. They're, they still have
0: fucking Blair Witch stuff coming out. What? Another one? <laughs> There's a video game coming out. It was announced oh at E3 last week. God. <laughs> I, at the end of the trailer, like it's a guy running around the woods, a uh, horror game. You have a camcorder, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and geez. then the camera pans back and the Blair Witch like stick thing is uh, in the woods. And uh, my son's like, Blair Witch, that's stupid.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I'm I'm with your son. (laughs) Oh, no. It's
0: supposed to be scary.
1: (laughs) Yeah, please let it die. In fact, I wish Blumhouse would just focus on things like, I'm I'm drawing a blank, the sci-fi little thriller they did last year, which was pretty damn good, directed by Lee Uh, Oh, Upgrade upgrade thank you yes that's the one that's the kind of thing I wish they would sort of stick their five and six million dollar budgets into rather than just these ridiculously shit teen horror films that just recycle the same bland jump scares over and over and are just awful they make money off them though I know this is what does my head in Slum got to eat. I got to send these kids to college. That's right. Wish upon is. <laughs> wish upon two is coming. Oh, Wish Upon fucking hell that film. Trying to get Mark <sighs> and Aubrey to watch that. That's an I hate you now watch. Don't agree to it unless it's an I hate you now watch. Mark Hill's.
3: <laughs> oh, all right. though. That sounds like a definitely good advice because I uh, I had no intention of watching that at all. None. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Joe. I just ruined it for you. <laughs> That's okay. All right. So, uh, speaking of uh, Blumhouse, got to eat. Uh, the other movie that was announced this week is Halloween Two. Again, the third uh-huh. the third movie called Halloween Two is coming out in twenty twenty. Uh, it seems like the director is coming back. Jamie Lee Curtis is coming back. The first one, I still like. I kind of understand what they were trying to do, but I don't think it worked. I don't think they succeeded in what uh, what they were aiming for. But that movie made a shit ton of money on a super low budget. So we're definitely going to get another one. I don't know. I have no idea Like, what to think of this. Paul, were you a fan of the last Halloween movie that came out, and does it make you excited for the next one?
1: Yeah, for just the last five minutes I spent shitting on Blumhouse, I have to say. This, is, this <laughs> Halloween direct sequel to the first one, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty damn good. It's exactly the kind of... of a film that I wanted to see and of course the moment that all the buzz was so high we were going to get another one so they couldn't quite commit to killing off Michael Myers at the end of the last one yep. I'm glad to hear Jamie Lee Curtis is back and if we get uh, Kenny Powers himself back to write the script because <laughs> his DNA was all over the first one then I'm even more down for it well
3: Paul I'm afraid I got some bad news for you
4: well I'm afraid I've got some bad
3: news Uh, the script's already written and, uh, Danny McBride's name is nowhere to be found except for as an executive producer.
1: All right. We'll get He'll get paid still. That's I guess good for him, but, uh, all right. Well, slightly less enthused than I was 30 (laughs) seconds
3: ago. Sorry to do that to you, (laughs) Joey. What about you? Uh, seeing how this is the movie that pretty much broke Aubrey and, uh, (laughs) gave us the opportunity to have Paul in the show is the sequel, something that you would be excited for. What the fuck? I love
0: Halloween now. (laughs) Um, Isn't this technically Halloween 3? It would be, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Halloween 2, colon, Halloween (laughs) (laughs) 3. That's exactly how that should name it. (laughs) Fuck everybody. We'll have some more podcasters in it, and we can all be in it.
3: Yeah, if we could do without that part, I would like the film even more. Seriously, where does podcasters pull out like $6,000 in like cash and be like, here, we need to interview
1: you? <laughs> what the fuck? Or even a- better, what, what microphones do I have where you can stand 15 feet away and just point <laughs> it at the person and, and pick up everything? They're going to grunt at you perfectly. Definitely not the microphone I'm using right now.
0: <laughs> Michael Myers, could you please come 20 feet closer to me? I have a $10 used Xbox 360 microphone. <laughs> that we use for the podcast. <laughs> he just stops killing people and leaves. He's embarrassed. <laughs> um, no, I, it, you know what? I, I, like, like much like Paul, I did like the, the first, like first AKA second one. Um, I didn't love it, but it was cool. I liked it. There's a lot of cool stuff. I loved that one continuous shot of him walking house to house, murdering people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, this shot that caused Aubrey to pass out in the briefing. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, you, you know what I would go I'll go see the next one fine with me you know I'm excited see what they can do with it uh, hopefully they've got some kind of cool twists it'd be nice if they somehow incorporated the actual Halloween 3 into it with the masks <laughs> that the kids wore
1: no Joey stop it why <laughs> you no like one that. acknowledges that's not a Halloween film it's, it's a aberration that should never have existed except in its own film it would have been great in its own horror film it's got nothing to do with Halloween except being on Halloween. yeah, you know Whatever. What? <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me a logic here. Okay, sorry. It would,
0: just, it would just be nice to see it incorporated somehow. If they could turn it around and make it cool and successful, it would be a nice, like, fuck you to people that pissed all over it back in the day. Like me. <laughs> great.
3: I've never seen it, but, uh, Joy, I think that's an amazing idea. If the first movie is called Halloween and the second movie is called Halloween, the third one third should movie be is called, called Halloween. Halloween Season of the Witch. That makes perfect sense to me. There you go. Can't we just call it Halloweens? Halloweens busy. (laughs) Buster Rhymes comes back.
0: (laughs) Uh, Buster Rhymes and the colonial marines descend on town to find out why communications have been stopped. Yeah, Yeah, and Snoop Dogg is like Gorman. (laughs) Snoop Dogg as himself or as Bones? Uh, (laughs) I'll take either one. (laughs) Is that that a deep enough cut for you, Mark? Oh
3: my God, that takes me back to... uh... Video story days. Jesus. Why is Snoop Dogg staring at me? Bones. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> and then uh, and last bit of news, uh, it was announced this week that we are finally getting, I don't know if it's a sequel or a reboot, but we're getting the next Matrix movie. Uh, we did talk about this a little bit before last year of it being an idea that was out in the ether, but it looks like the steps are moving forward to bring the next chapter or a reboot uh, of The Matrix Saga. This one's going to star Michael B. Jordan, my man, and it's going to be directed by the Wachowskis again. Uh, filming s- takes place in Chicago next year, and uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's that been announced. So I'll give my, my thoughts on it afterwards, but let's hear what you guys have to say. Let's start with you, Paul. Cautiously
1: optimistic? Are yeah. we going to get the Wachowskis from 1999, or are we going to get the Wachowskis from 2003? Because there's a big difference between the two. I'm not talking about changing genders. I'm talking about making good films. The first one is one of my favorite films of all time. Mm-hmm. The last film is the biggest disappointment, other than Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, that I've ever sat through in a movie theater. So if we get more of the first one and less of the last one, I'm all for it.
3: Joey, what about you, man? What do you, how do you feel about Matrix coming back with Michael B. Jordan?
1: Ergo,
0: vis-a-vis, <laughs> No.
3: colonel Colonel sanders what do you feel about how do you about the matrix coming back
0: (laughs) it's finger looking good um i i'm kind of in the same boat as paul like do i love the matrix yes is it one of the best movies ever made yes is it in my top 20 movies of all time yes yes is the sequel terrible yes Yes. (laughs) (laughs) uh the wachowski siblings have not made anything good since 1999. So <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it's kind of rough, man. It's rough. Like, I love Bound, and not just because, you know, <laughs> obvious reasons. It's a really good movie. You've seen that, I'm sure, Paul, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Great film. Okay. I, I'll never, ever dislike anything with Jennifer Tilly in it. So Wow. Um, and, you know, the first Matrix, obviously phenomenal, but, man, their track record is horrendous. I, I don't want them anywhere near this. Like give them an executive producer credit and some money and go away. <laughs> you guys can do press. You can come walk down the red carpet and talk about how you created it, blah, 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 blah. But go away, <laughs> find some young, hungry, like action director and, and give it to them. Like one of the guys from, obviously the guys from John wick worked on the matrix of stunt doubles. Mm-hmm. One of them would be great. You know, the guy that directed the raid, like anything, oh, anybody. God damn. Oh, I just got chills. Uh, exactly <laughs> that would be awesome. any, Anybody mm-hmm. except them. <laughs> they have proven they can't I'd do even it. give Neil Marshall another, another stab after yes. Hellboy. I don't know if he'd ever, he'll ever do it now, work with a major studio, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, just find some awesome young or hungry genre director and, and give them the reins and let them roll and go wild. But, and it would be cool. But God, no, not not from the creators of Jupiter Ascending, speed. <laughs> Uh Speed Racer. Yeah. Oh, Mark loves Speed Racer. Oops, sorry, Mark. Cl- Cloud Shatless. Um, oh, I didn't mind Cloud Shatless. Ugh, fuck all those movies. <laughs> <laughs> and then some of the things they executive produced were pretty decent. Like Ninja Assassin was not great, but it was fun. And uh, V for Vendetta has its fans. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I don't really like it that much, but they, you know, people like it. I, do. So yep. I, I There's no way this franchise is going to sit dormant, so it's coming no matter what. <laughs> there's no way they're not going to leave that money on the table. So, man, I just, I just really don't want it to suck.
3: You know what I mean? Like, don't, don't be terrible. Yeah, it's gonna suck. There's no, there's no, there's no doubt about that at all. I definitely feel like the I, I'm definitely gonna go see this movie. I'm not excited for it at all because Jupiter Ascending was fucking awful. Uh But I mm-hmm. definitely feel like the Wachowskis are personally making movies just for me um, because I am a huge Speed Racer fan. Because
0: you like shitty movies. <laughs>
3: It's one of those things where it's like, be careful what you wish for. You know what I mean? It's like, I love Speed Racer. And Wachowski's like, oh, Marcellus likes Speed Racer, so let's do it. And I'm like, well, thank you, I guess. I, you know, I've made no bones about that I love Michael B. Jordan. So they're like, oh, The Matrix is an awesome movie. Markellis likes that. He likes Michael B. Jordan. He's from, <laughs> he's from Chicago, so we're going to start filming The Matrix with Michael B. Jordan in Chicago next year. So obviously, I have to go and support this movie. Um, but yeah, Jupiter Ascending is garbage uh Cloud Atlas I probably should rewatch that again cuz I don't I just it had like moments of coolness but I don't think I was quite prepared for it. But yeah, n- the next Matrix movie next Matrix movie is going to be awful but I'm going to be there day 1 regardless. Let me just throw out there that Reloaded was that the second one was
0: Reloaded, right? Yeah, Reloaded then Revolutions. Yep. I actually liked Reloaded. Me too. Uh there Freeway chase is awesome. The Chateau fight is awesome. You know, obviously it was, you were starting to see the cracks because they had that stupid rave and like, there's some other stuff, but I thought it set up a lot of cool stuff. And then the third one was so shitty. It retroactively went back and made the second one terrible. So
1: (laughs) I think you're right. I think you're right. Yes, I am.
3: (laughs) But like Paul W.S. Anderson, there's a chance for them to strike back, bring it back to the good old days. So. Yeah, here's, it's going to be
0: PG 13 and it's going to suck. <laughs> it's going to suck really bad.
3: It's going to have mm-hmm. an 18 minute rave scene in this one with more glow sticks. Oh, God.
0: People like really like that kind of music, though, nowadays. So,
3: Oh, there you go. Screw looks on the soundtrack.
0: Oh, well, um, you get Bad Baby in the soundtrack. <laughs> bad Baby as Trinity.
3: God. Um, all right. So that's it. That's all I got for the news.
0: All right. Fantastic. Great. So that's what's going on in the world of nerd this week. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk all about Child's Play, parentheses, 2019.
2: Hey, Rhode Island and Connecticut. I'm Chuck Staten from the Chuck and Brad podcast. And before you go see the new movie Spider-Man Far From Home, come see a very special pop culture-based comedy show called Spider-Man Bradley Drawn featuring Chuck and Brad. The quick description is, comedians Brad Rohr and Chuck Staten present a poorly drawn and badly written retelling of the original Spider-Man movie starring Tobey Maguire. Brad is a terrible artist and we're going to use his drawings and my new narration of the film based on those drawings to tell the story live on stage. It's going to be an awesome time. We're doing it Thursday, June 27th at the CT Comedy Theater in Hartford, Connecticut with Katie Arroyo, Laura Maniswich. And BJ Quiggin And we're doing it Sunday, June 30th At the Comedy Connection with Impractical Joker's Tour opener, Jiggy Ray Harrington and Alan Fitzgerald That's Spider-Man, Bradley Drawn Come on out, it's going to be a great time All info at chuckandbradpodcast.com
0: Alright, and we're back So now it's time for us to review Child's Play, the new Reboot Rebootquel <laughs> To the original Chucky series uh, I don't, I, Paul, and you might be, you're super into horror, so you might know more than me. They mm-hmm. don't have the rights to some of the child's play stuff. Like, they have the rights to the first movie, but not the rest of it. That's what I say. So, there's still going to be, like, Seed of Chucky sequels that are direct to video that have nothing to do with this. Does that yeah, mean? so
1: the, that's right. It is. Uh, the guy who created it originally, Don Mancini, he wrote, uh, he was like a. Um, undergraduate I think at at UCLA or something along those lines and he came up with the idea for Child's Play and somehow got it made in nineteen eighty eight and he's the one that's gone on and and been behind all the sequels all the way up to directing the latest two, which can't remember if it was Seed of Chucky and Cult of Chucky or something along those lines. And they're still making he's making another film. It's not titled yet. I don't even know if it's filmed yet, but that's ongoing. And meanwhile he's also for I'm not sure which network over there for you guys, but he's also overseeing a a child's play TV series. So there's two different iterations going on. And meanwhile, MGM, I think had the rights, like you say, to an aspect of, of Chucky. And so they had to make a film. So they went ahead and made this version of it and kind of approached him and said, do you want to be an executive producer and get your payday? And he was so pissed off. He said, fuck you. (laughs) So there's this huge, huge, like uh, old school fans being dead against this movie because it's violating Don Mancini's vision, and fuck you, corporate America for attempting to make this film and, and create a another horror film for us. We hate your guts, and we will never see it. So there's all this controversy behind the scenes. Wow, isn't that kind of like James Bond had
0: something
3: like that too? Yeah, dude. I was just about well, uh, I was just about back to back in the day. It. Yeah, yeah. It totally reminds me of uh, when there was two James Bond movies out competing against each other. I think the world's big enough for two Chucky movies. I think we can have two simultaneously running Chucky franchises going on back-to-back, like, uh, you know, Volcano and uh, the other one. The other Volcano <laughs> movie that came out that year. And Dante's to Peak.
4: <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs>
3: you know, Armageddon and Deep Impact. You know, we can have yep, two of the same it. at the same time. It's fine. The world's big enough. Oh, boy. All right. Well, now we've cleared that
0: up. We all had a chance to see Child's Play, the new one, and uh, – Before we go into spoilers, we'll play a sound drop, letting you know that spoilers are coming. So if you haven't seen it and you want to, you won't get spoiled. But let's just kind of go around and get an impression of what you thought of the movie. Paul, you're our guest. You are the man who loves horror movies. What did you think of (laughs)
1: Child's Play? Uh, I thought it was okay. I, I think it had some merit to it. They changed things up enough to be interesting. They kind of dropped the ball, I felt like, and didn't go hard enough. Uh, yeah, it kind of felt like Black Mirror colon child's play to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. What about you, Mark Ellis?
3: Yeah, I've heard people also compare it to Black Mirror. I've never seen an episode of it, of Black Mirror. So I, I don't have that frame of reference, but, um, I hated this movie. I legit, wow. I legit wanted to get up and walk out of the movie. And it's not to say that wow. like the movie is, is completely horrible, Horror movies are designed for a certain thing, and I'm just, and I've talked about this on a show before, I don't think I'm the person that, sh- that should be watching horror movies, but I love movies, so I want to give everything a chance, but I don't know, my brain just won't let, it won't let me accept the ridiculousness of horror movies. I just can't do it. So yeah, about three quarters of the way through the movie, I'm like, I kind of want to just get up and walk out, and that very rarely happens to me.
0: Wow, you are an, an I would I consider a very easy grader on movies too. So for you to feel that way about it is, wow, whoa, I'm stunned. Oh, I guess we'll get into it in spoilers. But um, I thought it was okay. Um, I don't, probably, I don't maybe Mark, will and, and Paul, you're old like us. When I was younger, <laughs> I used to go to the video store and peruse the movies, and there'd always be like weird, like direct to video movies, like. Christopher Walken is Prophecy 7. So not like stuff that was like legitimately terrible because me and my friends would always go and like dig deep for like really bad movies. But just like random shit like Pumpkinhead 3. (laughs) Like these weird direct-to-video movies that you never quite heard of, but they seem somewhat familiar. They were sequels to stuff like Hellraiser is in space. Mm
4: Mm-hmm
0: it felt like that that movie like it, it felt like that kind of like blah I'm 13 I'm bored I'm gonna go sit in my mom's room and watch this shitty horror movie and then two hours later I'm not even gonna remember half of it Yep. legitimately felt like that um, is there anything you guys can bring up non spoiler wise or should we just jump into spoiling this movie
1: yeah I think we can just spoil it from here. all right
0: mark drop the drop we're gonna spoil child's
4: play spoiler alert I had seen the future, and I had to prevent it.
0: All right, let's go with things you liked to start. Uh, as much as I want to ask our guest to be polite, I got to go to Mark. No, please, <laughs> please, please do,
3: Mark. What did you like about this movie? Uh, I really liked the performances. It uh, ended. <laughs> <laughs> credit. Yeah, credit No, I, I liked the performances. I thought the main kid was really, really good. Uh, I thought, yeah, yeah, I thought Aubrey Plaza was hot. I yes. love Brian Terry Henry. He is one of my just favorite actors, and he was good giving the the really shitty script that he had to work with.
0: I don't and even know who that is. So. Oh, he
3: played a t- the detective, Detective Mike. Oh, okay. He's a paper boy on Atlanta, if uh, you watch Atlanta, um, yeah. and he was um, Miles Morales' dad in Into the Spider-Verse.
0: Oh, okay.
3: Uh, God. He's one of my favorite actors. I love him. And yeah, Mark Hamill was awesome as the voice of Chucky. Uh, I thought he did a really good job. So the performances were good. And the first, I don't know, like the first act of the movie, I was totally down with. I'm like, okay, I see where this is going. They're making fun of the situation. uh, But, you know, eventually this is going to turn into like a, you know, like a psychological thriller like the first one. It's going to be like, you know, you're going to feel the suspense. You're going to feel the tension. And then it turns into a comedy. Like it makes a sharp left turn right into Comedyville. And I'm like, oh, oh, it's a comedy. Oh, okay. And then I just couldn't get into it. I just, not that there's something wrong with comedy. I just, having that shift and seeing, getting the jokes that they were throwing out, it was entertaining, but I just couldn't, I couldn't connect to the characters at all. I couldn't connect to the story. And then once I was out of it, I just couldn't get back into it at all. It just, I just got further and further out of it. But I did like the performance. I think that kid is amazing. I think he's going to he has a nice future in front of him. Uh Gabriel Bateman is his name.
1: Okay. How about you, Paul? Give us some things you liked about the movie. I I I kind of agree. I think um Gabriel Bateman was pretty good as Andy and that was an interesting decision to age him up because in the original film he's like 6 years old and in this film he's what 13, give or take. Mm-hmm. So they it's almost like I said before Black Mirror Colin child's play there's also stranger things for colin child's play which this film eventually becomes so i see what you're saying there mark ellis we talk about the the change in tone because that's the film's biggest problem but we're talking about good things and the best thing about this is a couple of the early kills the couple of those those deaths uh for we're talking spoiler so i can say it yeah uh, Aubrey orby plaza's or karen's boyfriend who is a complete and douche his death is monstrously entertaining and i (laughs) thought if this is where this film is going and we're going to get five or six more of these kills like this and they're going to up the ante every time this is going to be the best horror movie comedy horror movie in decades unfortunately it kind of that it shot its load very early and goes downhill from there Mm -hmm. that was a great kill the the creepy uh voyeur voyeur guy in the basement the the um
3: (laughs) jack black wannabe yeah, Jack. Like, what
1: what I call it, the super? Uh, yeah, yep. he his death was pretty good as well. And then after that, like he just kind of like. Ugh. But those those kills were fantastic. I I kind of liked the the updating of the story in a way. Like it was good they separate themselves. Like the first in the original, it's uh, Brad Doris guy, whatever his name is, um, Billy Ray. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Sorry, Ray Charles or something. <laughs> Ray, Ray Charles. Charles. <laughs> Jamie Foxx was there? The Billy Ray Cyrus, yeah. <laughs> Billy Ray Childs. Ah, uh, shit, now I can't remember his name. That dude, uh, the, the murderer, he just puts his spirit, so it's all supernatural. He puts his spirit through a voodoo ritual into a doll. In this one, they've gone, nah, let's just do away with all that supernatural stuff and make it about faulty AI where we take out a behavioral inhibitor chip. And Chucky, who just wants to love Andy and protect him against everything and impress him, becomes increasingly violent and then homicidal in that quest kind of dug that and i think it had the potential in the last act to be really awesome with setting up all these characters in a store when the buddy twos are going to be dropped yep but then it kind of really whips out so it could have been good but wasn't so I'm out of good things over to you joey Ah, <laughs> uh, good things in the movie
0: um all right Aubrey plaza is smoking hot word uh, <laughs> But it also is you got to have suspension of disbelief because while I am perfectly able to believe that a robot doll comes to life murdering people and that you can put somebody's disemboweled head in wrapping paper (laughs) and leave it on someone's shelf for like three days and no one will notice or smell it. i very hard for me to believe that Aubrey Plaza was single and having trouble finding (laughs) dates.
1: Good things, Joey. Good things.
0: That's right. Good things. Good things. So yeah, she's hot. Um, you guys are both right. I loved the main kid in the movie. I thought he did a really good job, um, especially like you said, being older than the kid in the, the original movie. It gave them more things to play with, like his friends and like his social uh, dynamics. Though it, it was weird that he like had a doll. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? Like he was way too just old weird. for that.
1: But he didn't. It wasn't as weird. Had a doll. It was weird that the doll got him to have friends. That's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Cause, Cause, like, you know what? There's, there's toys out now that are like high tech, like AI type things. Not like fucking Chucky, but like, but they're like for younger kids. Like my son's not gonna fucking buy any of that and walk around with it, no matter how little friends he has. That's for babies. <laughs> like, it's not gonna happen. My daughter's sixteen. She's not gonna. <laughs> she's not gonna pick up the Chucky doll and walk around outside. Like, it's not gonna happen. So definitely was, not. I was a little bit of suspension of disbelief, but, um, yeah, and you're right. Some of the kills were cool. Uh, there definitely were not enough of them and now we're getting to things we don't like. So <laughs> uh, I did like Mark Hamill as Chucky and I liked some of the shots where he was being creepy. Um, yeah. so he's like in the background or he's just there. Like I think there was one shot where he walks in and his, uh, his mom's ordering pizza. Chucky's literally just sitting there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was creepy as fuck. <laughs> like, Oh God. Uh, or when he was uh, gonna strangle the cat, that was like yikes. Um, but that was creepy too. So, but yeah, um, that was about it for good. <laughs> Let's get into what you didn't like, Mark. We got to know what didn't you like about this
3: movie? Uh, you know, I think you you actually hit the nail on the head. Uh, suspension of disbelief you really needed for this movie, and mm-hmm. like right from the jump, I couldn't buy a world where this doll would have control over. Your appliances in a house. Like I, I, can understand. You know, we live in a world where technology, where you can connect everything and all of that stuff. But why would you put that information inside of a doll meant for kids? Why would people you give do your- dumb shit?
0: Though people do do very dumb stuff with that stuff.
3: Like you know, a lot of people have the you know the uh, Alexa box in their house where they talk to it and all that stuff. But would you put that type of technology inside of a kid, inside of a toy meant for like a little kid? Would you just let your 5-year-old have your Alexa and just go outside and play with it? Come home and there's like all types of shit that he ordered online? It like I just I couldn't buy that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't buy that at all. I couldn't buy that this thing worked in the world. And uh, again, the the shift in tone, I just I just didn't like at all. I didn't like where the story was going. I did appreciate the ET references. Actually, I, I appreciated a lot of the references. Uh, I thought, you know, him having a glowing finger and a kid wearing a red sweatshirt, I thought was funny because I, I and I can see like what they were doing and where they were going. I liked when the um, the dad falls off the roof. And the kids are inside of the house with headphones and screens, and they're completely oblivious to it. But I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't wrap my head around why are you taking down Christmas lights that are still plugged up at nighttime? Yeah. Why do you dumb. have a watermelon patch? I mean, you don't seem like a farmer to me at all. It just the whole thing just, I I couldn't I couldn't get there. I just couldn't get there. But again, I I did, I did like the performances. Um, I didn't like the. Uh, I I just didn't like that that complete shift in comedy tone towards the end of it, and, and all of them inside of that really shitty store at the end, being attacked by teddy bears. Oh God! I'd like at that point I was just I'm I just want to leave.
1: <laughs> all right. What about you, Paul? Give us some stuff you didn't like about the movie. Yeah, I think it's it's all about tone for me. Like. It's a horror film. It's a horror film. It's a remake slash reboot about a movie in which a serial killer soul inhabits a doll and then has to try to possess the kid who he first revealed himself to. So my suspension of disbelief wasn't as sorely tested. Though, the further into the film we went, after the halfway point, gee, there were some questionable decisions from everybody involved. And I know they're kids and they're 13 and 14 years old, but... Like the answer was there the whole time. Your phone records everything. Fucking Chucky is doing. Mm-hmm. Just show your mum <laughs> what that's recording. It's it's the answer's right there, and no one seemed to use it until it got to the very end of the film. And by then, it was all too late. I it did that as as Mark Ellis has said. Did that uh, turn from being a straight up thriller slash horror to being a sort of teen comedy Stranger Things vibe, and then. They kind of couldn't go through with it. And I know you said before, and I tend to agree, Joey, now as a parent myself, I don't particularly like children being put in harm's way in the way I might have used to. I thought it was funny when I was much younger. Now it's like, eh. But when you put all these kids in an open store at the end in the final uh, act of the film, the final scenes of the film, and kill almost none of them when a whole bunch of Chucky's for some reason, by the way, because our Chucky now can control all the Buddy 2.0s. Why? (laughs) <laughs> and when Chucky dies, what happens to all the Buddy 2.0s? That never gets addressed nor explained. Like, what's, what's going on here? None of that's well enough put together. And the film's only 90 minutes long. As much as I hate to admit it, it almost feels like there wasn't enough time here. And they just threw shit at the wall in the last act of the film, hoping some of it would stick. And it really didn't hold up at all to any kind of, uh, of serious consideration.
3: I think they recalled all of the, the Buddy 2s, I think, for, uh, to research. He did say that, but even in that scene, so he
1: uh, somehow makes them red-eyed, self-aware, and and somehow lends to them his murderous tendencies in a minute, which is completely against what Chucky has gone through himself, because it's all about his connection to Andy and being obsessed with him. That's how he becomes murderous, and from what he watches with Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 on the TV these dolls just wake up and their eyes go red and they start trying to kill people. I'm like, what?
0: And and it also goes against what we saw at the very beginning of the movie where that guy had to remove the chip physically and go in and recode it.
3: Yep. Yep.
1: So it was like, they just wanted to have their big, huge, grandiose finale, but then they weren't prepared to sort of double down on it and kill any kids or really kill too many other people. I mean, the drone killed more people than anybody else did in that particular scene. And, that was all very lame by compare by comparison to especially the first two kills of the film. Joey, what
0: about
3: you?
1: All right, so
0: um, right off the bat,
1: I hated
0: the fact that Chucky is a AI toy and not a serial killer, <laughs> not a serial killer put into a doll's body. And I know that seems stupid because it is, but <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It's different, but it. it it, if you watch the first Child's Play, not the sequels where it starts getting goofier and goofier, but the first one is a really good horror movie, and you have that lurking the whole time that, that this toy isn't right. Mm-hmm. There's some, you know, the the person inhabiting the toy is is bad, is evil, and is going to try to hurt these people. Whereas this movie tried to make almost made try to make Chucky sympathetic. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. They're, I, they're, I hated that. Like, I don't want to feel bad for Chucky. We want. So and he kept swinging back and forth. Like, am I supposed to feel bad for him? Am I supposed to be scared of him? Am I supposed to be cheering for him? Must be cheering for them to kill him. Like, if you really watch the movie, it's not really his fault. He had no freaking idea. He's standing in the room watching them watch a horror movie. They were laughing, so he thinks that that was what would make them happy was killing people. And it just kind of snowballed from there. It it wasn't that he was actually evil, which is stupid because it's fucking child's play. So I really, really hated that. Um, there were not enough kills. And mm-hmm. the ones they had were okay. Like the guy getting killed outside his house, um, with the Christmas lights, like you guys said, it's kind of like, why is it's a lot of stuff happening just to have that kill happen. Yep. <laughs> Which is fine. Uh, but then like when he killed uh the the mom in the car, like that was lame. Yeah, right? it was really lame. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that was scary at all. It's fucking stupid. I guess the superintendent guy was all right but like same thing too it was a lot of time spent on him terrorizing that guy when we don't give a shit about that guy why are we not seeing him stalking or terrorizing the main character or even those other teenagers yeah that we would actually care about seeing him bothering as opposed to this fat guy that we already don't like because he's a creep so, again, are we supposed to be cheering for Chucky or are we not cheering for him? Is he a bad guy? Is he a good guy? Uh, we don't know. <laughs> so it's, it was really frustrating. It's, yeah, that was really annoying. And, you know, this thing with the, the head was stupid. <laughs> but, Very and, stupid. And, and And then, like you guys said, like just dumb decisions by the characters. Okay, so let's say you do believe that this doll is a murdering, awful thing. So you just close it in the closet and leave for the rest of the day? Yeah. Despite, so any, anybody else can just go in and out of the house and get murdered by it? And you don't give a shit? <laughs> I
3: know. It's I think once once the cat disappeared for like a few days, and like I would imagine like Aubrey Plaza comes home and she's like, oh man, this cat has been gone for days. There's broken glass all over the floor. Uh, you know, the door has been broken because Chucky like escaped from the closet in that one scene. And she just goes about like, oh, it's just my kid. Just being crazy. Just having a tough time adjusting to uh, the new apartment. And I feel like they're... There should have been some point where, yeah, the kid was like, all right, mom, this is what's happening. This doll is crazy. And I said it before, but I really, really mean it. And I just I couldn't I couldn't latch on to them just going just being so, you know, nonchalant about it. I hate
0: it. I, I also don't need to see like animals being assaulted. Like you could do that off camera and you just have him walk towards it and you're meow, meow, meow. I don't need to see him like legitimately strangling the cat. <laughs>
4: it's
0: a little, little much for me. It's a little much, mm, and and I'm not long. even a cat person. But it, that that was a little much. I didn't have a problem seeing the superintendent guy get his arms chopped off by a buzzsaw.
1: but you know him choking a cat that was a little much for me. So can't argue. That's yeah, that, that's fair. They're all. That's exactly the point. That this film feels like what it was—an attempt to keep uh, the rights alive. With a lot of weird decisions behind it and it's okay, but it seems strange to have made a cinematic release for yeah, I mean it had a budget of ten million, I guess if they had to set it to the cinemas to have any hope of recouping its costs, but I don't know, I can't see this being a success, to be brutally honest.
3: Yeah, well we'll see. I'm pretty sure they did leave the door wide open for a sequel. So
1: Did
0: they? Uh, what, where where was the what was
3: the sequel hook? The Chucky in the box at the end with the red eyes. Oh yeah. right, that's right. But like how did that happen? Again, suspension of disbelief. <laughs> well,
0: because he was an old model, so they weren't releasing those anymore. And he was only... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> he was only evil because that guy in the factory at the beginning of the movie messed with them. He wasn't supernaturally evil where he could jump to different dolls.
3: <sighs> yeah. I mean, there is a theory that, you know, the doll, the doll that Andy was... Uh... Going to attack towards the end, the one that like the bait and switch one, there was one doll that he was like kind of talking to and he thought it was Chucky, but then Chucky was really like behind him. Yeah. Um, that the doll that was behind him was actually one of the programmed ones, like the bears. And then the doll that didn't do anything was actually a real Chucky. So oh, you're Chucky reading still
0: way <laughs> too much and you're putting way more effort into this than the screenwriters did.
3: <laughs> I'm just saying that's, that's <laughs> kind of one of the ways they could have <laughs> left it open. But like I said, I, I, I checked out way before that. All right.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a shame. It, it is. And I, I'm kind of, a part of me is glad. I wasn't sure. When you, when you go middle ground on a film, you're never sure whether you'd have a strong opinion one way or the other. And I can, and to be honest, if it wasn't a horror film, I probably would be pretty dark on this because the internal logic of the film is pretty poor. The characters are pretty dumb. But uh, horror always gets a little bit of a boost in my ratings. I have to admit, I'm so prone to the, to the genre.
3: Yeah, I, I realize that horror movies are pretty much designed to, you know, they they have a purpose. They're supposed to scare you, they're supposed to you know give you that suspense, and make you jump, give you the scares, and give you laughs. You know, apparently through the uh, from the scene from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you're supposed to laugh. La- you're supposed to watch horror movies and laugh at them. Uh, so character and story and plot, you know, that kind of takes a backseat to what the movie's goals are. And just sitting there watching it, I just. I don't care about that stuff. I want a character. I want plot. I want it to make sense to me. And a guy taking down Christmas lights in the middle of the night or at least late at night in the dark with them still being plugged up. I'm like, why are you doing that? I'm out. (laughs) Why was the kid deaf? So Chucky can talk to him and only he can hear him. You know, he can get inside of his head. More,
0: oh, so okay. Speak. Okay, yeah. Because I, th- I'm glad you explained that because I was just like, oh, they made a big deal about him being deaf, and it was like Chekhov's gun. I'm like, okay, something's going to come back about this hearing aid or something, and it never really mattered.
3: Yeah, there's that scene where he, you know, the hearing aid falls out, and his mother goes, "Where's your hearing aid?" And he looks around for it, and like, oh, he heard her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> was that store supposed to be big or small or?
3: <laughs> It doesn't make sense. You can't put logic to this movie. You just have to kick back and enjoy it. Uh, the, the theater that I saw it in, they did laugh a few times, and they somewhat enjoyed it. I was not there. All
0: right. Jeez. Uh, uh, what else can we possibly say about this, Mark?
3: If there is a sequel, I want Aubrey Plaza and uh, Detective Mike to hook up. I just, I just want that. That's all I want. That's the only reason <laughs> I want a sequel. What happened to his dad? Uh, oh, he's going to come back in a sequel. no 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 the the little kids and and he's dead yeah yeah yeah, he yeah they don't say they they don't say never mentioned he they didn't say he died but there's still pictures of him around the house so he didn't like you know cheat on her with someone else i don't think but she
0: also said she's she had him when he was 16 when she was 16 she made it out to sound like it was like a accident teenage pregnancy Mm -hmm. but then she was also married to a husband who tragically left
3: it will all be explained in the uh, child's play cinematic <laughs> child's universe. Play two.
0: <laughs> Electric boogaloo.
3: That's right. Chucky will return, and it, it'll be called Child's Play colon Child's Play. <laughs>
1: <laughs> play of children. That's right.
0: <laughs> two childs to play. <laughs> what did you guys think of Mark Hamill's uh, voice acting, Paul?
1: Uh yeah, it was okay. Having like hey, uh, I mean, I, I, before what doing this tonight i i went last night i went and watched the original again to sort of give a, a comparison mm-hmm. i have to say i thought brad dourif's take on it was was more memorable but maybe that's because i've had 30 years to have that voice echoing through my head and, and some six sequels and whereas mark hamill's ai voice was you know, he was constrained by that and i guess in some ways it's good that he didn't try and just emulate slash the past brad dourif mm, I was how gonna- about you paul oh, sorry how about you mark <laughs>
3: Uh, I like this voice. I like Mark. I like Mark Hamill a lot. Um, I did like when he when Andy tried to name the kid Han Solo. I thought that was kind of cool. They're like, hey, a little Star Wars reference. Um, one of the things that I just I really couldn't get into was the design of Chucky. What did you guys think of his face? It doesn't look like like the original Child's Play. You can see how that could yes. be a toy marketed to kids, and people would want kids would want to buy that. I couldn't imagine a world where that this new Chucky would sit in anyone's house. I couldn't imagine any kid like wanting that. What did you guys think of the design of it? Joey? I uh,
0: I didn't like it because <laughs> mm-hmm. it was CG versus the original, which is uh, practical, I would assume, right?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, you, well, yeah, it was 1986, so of course it mm-hmm. was. But, uh, yeah, yeah. But I will say that it had that weird uncanny valley effect where like every time he's on screen, you're looking at him, you're like, man, there's just something not fucking right. Yeah, about that doll. So and it really worked well in a lot of the scenes where he would just be standing there staring <laughs> at Andy, um, whether it was when he was sleeping or just standing off in the corner creepily staring. So I thought that worked well, but overall it wasn't great. And maybe with a better budget it would have looked better. So I, I, I wish they had gone practical, to be honest with you.
3: Uh, what about
1: you? Yeah, I, yeah, look, I 100% agree. I think it was it was weird looking and in some ways, creepier, but there is no way in hell the facial, and it had more facial movements and whatever else, So as I guess, with the CG and, and the like then the 1988 version did. But there is no way in hell that that toy gets marketed on mass to the world the way that it looks. It's just impossible. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter how many gadgets come with it. If it looks like it's going to stab you in your sleep, no one's buying it. And that's exactly <laughs> what that thing looked
3: like. What did, Makes you, sense. what did you think of the teddy bears that came, that came for version 2.0? I think those were even <laughs> equally terrifying. Even worse, arguably, because,
1: I don't know, it's just so horrible. And the thing that amused me about the original, again, watching it last night, was... They're raving about the fact it has three things it can say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your friend to the end. It was <laughs> like, oh, this is the most amazing shit I've ever seen. <laughs> so they really went hardcore in upgrading that aspect of it in this one, but doesn't change the fact that it's still an ugly ass toy and no one would buy it ever.
0: Yep. I thought that was supposed to be a werewolf and it was a teddy bear. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess we didn't like it more than we liked it. So I guess we'll have to go around wrapping it up and give this a score out of five. Let's go with our guest, Paul, out of five. Zero being the worst
1: and five being the best. Right down the middle for me, there was enough here for me to enjoy or at least have some fun in the cinema. I wasn't hating it. I checked my time only to check how long it took between kills, whereas I wasn't bored. So in the end... Given that I do love my horror films, I'm going to give this a two and a half star, which is lower than what I gave the original 1988 version. Wow, Mark Ellis.
3: Yeah, if it didn't have Aubrey Plaza and Brian Terry Henry and a good performance by the kid, this would be a, a straight zero. Um, but because oh, of those shit. things, oh. I'm worse than give Hellboy. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. definitely, hey. definitely. Um, God, I, I, you know. <laughs> I've already said it, but because of those things, and because I can see that there was some, they had some ideas. I just don't think they executed them well. I give it a 1.5 out of 5. Ooh, damn. Yeah, like seriously, three quarters of the way through the movie, I'm like, this is the worst. This is the worst movie I've seen so far this year, and I kind of want to leave. No, it's
0: not worse than Glass. (laughs) It's true. That's... So you probably wish somebody drowned you in a puddle halfway through
3: the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was kind of envious at a cat towards the uh, towards the end of it. <laughs> That's how you felt. <laughs> You're getting choked
0: all right. so I um so there's two levels to this. Uh, just as a movie that I went to go see, uh, i it wasn't great. Uh, I, I was gonna give it a one point two five out of five. Uh, I will bump it up to a one point five because <laughs> is smoking hot. but wow. I, but I will say that if like what I said before, you have that kind of nostalgic twinge for watching kind of shitty horror movies <laughs> that are not quite as good as what they were originally based on, like, you know, or, or even direct to video action movies. Like there's like, I think 25 like sequels to universal soldier at this point, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, it it just reminds me of that. So I have that little bit of nostalgic twinge about it for that. So if, if you're in that mindset, it's not terrible. If you're trying to sit down and actually watch this as a movie, it's pretty fucking bad. So
1: I gave it a one and a half out of five. Oof, just yeah. not often I'm the, the kindest on any podcast I'm on. So fair enough. <laughs> Definitely not as bad as Hellboy. I don't know what Mark's talking about. So.
3: <laughs> I could see, but Hellboy put its. Ward's heart on its sleeve right from the very beginning. This is the type of movie that we are. We're going to try and do this, and we failed, but at least you knew what you were getting into from the jump. Child's Play tried to have his cake and eat it too, and I didn't want any of that cake at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thought you were my best friend, Mark.
3: <laughs> I'm your friend to the end.
0: That's right. <laughs> Excellent. So... That is going to do it for our review of Child's Play. Let's wrap up this episode of the podcast. We got some recommendations for the listeners, and we'll let Paul plug the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast. Paul, tell us where we can find your podcast, and let the listeners know anything cool they should be checking out.
1: Uh, please search for the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews. We're on pretty much every every platform. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at the Countdown PC. We're on Podbean, like the So Wizards are. So. If you've got the app, you can search for us there as well. And yeah, nothing more special than that other than uh, we release, as Joey said a little earlier, we have our countdown on a Tuesday, sort of early Tuesday morning American time. And on late sort of Friday evening, we release our main review of the week. So a couple of episodes shorter in length, but uh, we have a lot of fun doing it. So please check us out. What are you guys reviewing this week? The What's come out this Saturday? It's going to be be well we actually we've got an advanced screen to far from home so whether we race home and then record our thoughts on it and release that the very like that second to make the deadline or whether we hold it over for a week let everyone see it and then so we're not sure either that or it will be child's play but wayne's not seeing child's play so i've got a
3: guest on for it
1: (laughs) (laughs) excellent excellent
0: mark Ellis. what do you got for the listeners this week
3: Yeah, there is a uh, documentary on Amazon called Life After Flash. Uh, It's all about uh, Sam J. Jones, the guy that played Flash Gordon in the uh, hit 1980 movie Flash Gordon. Uh, It's a pretty low-budget documentary, but they're able to get some really good interviews with a lot of people, uh, pretty much talking about his life uh, pretty much after the Flash Gordon movie, what he kind of did to sabotage his his career a little bit, uh, and his kind of... uh, kind of redemption of getting back into it. Sam J. Jones is a, he's a really cool guy. It really opened up my eyes to what he went through in the 80s. And uh, if for some reason Sam J. Jones was on a rocket ship that went to another planet, I have no doubt in my mind that he would save us, save the entire universe. Uh, but it's a documentary called Life After Flash. It's on Amazon and it's fantastic. Awesome.
0: Well, I will suggest that you go to sowizardpodcast.com, where you can find the podcast every week, links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page, movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more, sowizardpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, PodCoin, just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, search sowizardpodcast. You'll find weekly exclusive content there. Adam has videos. Every week, at least twice a week, Uh, Adam just put one up talking about all the different streaming services that are popping up here and there, and uh, it's pretty interesting stuff. Quick, easy watch. Check it out. Don't forget our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Support the show monetarily. Get extra episodes of the podcast. This month, we did a Nerd Marry Fuck Kill episode which is quite awkward and funny and uh, there's also <laughs> exclusive movie reviews on there like bohemian rhapsody bumblebee and coming next month we're going to do a retro review of the dark crystal because none of us have seen it and there's a sequel what? series coming out on netflix i know i've never
1: seen it it's crazy right you know what you say when none of you have seen the dark crystal <laughs> you
4: just made the list <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Excellent. Uh, shout out to all the Geek World All Stars and the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. Uh, more coming soon. We just launched a Facebook page. Check us out on social media and get involved. Uh, I watched a movie on Netflix called I Am Mother. Um, it is a story about Jennifer Lawrence uh, <laughs> being in a terrible movie and becoming a robot.
3: Uh, mother, small m, exclamation point. Sorry, oh I God. am Mother. mother. <laughs>
0: No, it's not. It's a post-apocalyptic movie. Uh, a robot is trying to protect this girl from a really ugly chick named Hillary Swank that shows up. Jesus, <laughs> I would hide underground, too, if there were horse face people all running around up top. <laughs> you know. But, no, it was good. It was good, especially for a Netflix movie. You know, you're on a grating on a curve because I didn't have to get off the couch. So, you know, I, I would say check it out. It's pretty cool. But other than that, that is going to do it. we got to send a special shout-out to Paul. Thank you so much for coming on the show this week. We love you and your podcast. Um, so feel free to tune in every
1: week and hear us tongue-bathing your balls <laughs> because we love your show. And- Thank you so much. And, I, and, and likewise, absolutely reciprocated. Enjoy the shit out of so Wizard and uh, got to listen for life. Keep putting it out there. Thank you so much, guys you got it so that's gonna do
0: it for episode number 255 in a row of the so wizard podcast I've been your host Joey DiCarlo my co-hosts have been Paul from the countdown movie and TV reviews podcast this is the end friend and the expert Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans
3: shout out to Wayne shout out to Aubrey this is for Tupac fuck you Chucky Wakanda forever
0: (laughs) (laughs) we'll see you next week This one's for Biggie. (laughs) Good journey.